cup coffee in here, please. You're listening to the Hoffy Coffee Cast with Reese Bolton and Reese Jones. Come on, get some coffee. Want some coffee? Okay, this guy needs coffee and cooler stack. Damn good coffee and hot. How's your weekend going? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I met up with a few of the boys. Bit of walking. I mean, it hasn't been too bad, like with our weather. But I mean, you, you do, you do like your walkies, don't you? <laughs> I do. I'm like a dog. <laughs> I uh, I went to like a local sort of like uh, like locally brewed ale, like a beer shop. So I picked up a few of those. Dr- drank a few of them as well, which was quite I, nice. I really want to try the the the, um, the beers you sent me yesterday. Mm. They're, they're really nice. They're like the sort of like well, obviously where I'm from, like in the valleys and stuff. That's where they brew. Yeah. So yeah, it's really tasty and quite strong as well. So uh, yeah, it's quite heady by the end. <laughs> like, do you find that um, from lockdown, your do you drink? Do you find that like your bit you get a bit uh, tipsy more quickly now? Yeah. Or- yeah. yeah, it's not the same as when uni, weren't we? Like in uni, we were drinking yeah. loads. Like <laughs> I think there was a lot of like social drinking as well. Yeah, now, yeah. Like I, I'm not. I'm finding I'm not drinking as much. But then when I do, obviously, it sort of like hits me harder. Uh, well, especially drink, like wine. <laughs> I drink gin literally like every night, but I don't like. I don't do doubles. I always do singles. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, it's every night I have a, I just have a gin. Yeah, oh, so, gin's really um, nice. It's really light yeah, as well, yeah. isn't it? But I'm going through so much gin in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like with like summer coming as well, I think it'd be nice to just like lie, you know, lie out the back, have a gin, bit of ice in it, fruit. That'd be that'd be quite cool. Reading a good oh, book, that'd be awesome. I, and they're full by fruit, but yeah, you beat me to that. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Topic Coffee Cast, where we talk everything film, TV, video games, and conspiracy theories. I'm your host, Reese Bolton. And I'm the co-host, Reese Jones. And, uh, well, hope everyone had a good weekend. Um, and obviously, um, yeah, uh, the weekend ain't over because uh, PSGC <laughs> has to do an episode uh, each week. Otherwise, we kind of break the cycle. Yeah. Um, you ain't seen nothing yet. No, no. And uh, today we'll be talking about um, the latest superhero series that's come out of this year. We have got so much. Wait, like, I think another superhero series, yeah. <laughs> At the end of this year, when we do our like you know, our final episode of the year, hmm. and usually it's gonna be like us like talking about our top 10 yeah. TV shows, films, I've got to do a list of like best superhero series shows yeah. of the year, ranked from like best to worst. Um, yeah, so this one is uh, obviously Jupiter's Legacy. If you haven't watched it, I think you should definitely go and watch it. Well, I mean, it's superhero stuff, so it's always like superhero action, costume, superpowers, and all that. Um, it's number one on um, Netflix right now. And if you don't like superhero shows, um, watch it because Matt Lanter's in it. And if you know Matt Lanter, mm-hmm. he's the voice of Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars uh, series. Yeah, and I mean, I think like the highest build really would be Josh DeHamel, who is yeah. like, known for the Transformers films. Yeah, yeah. And, that, uh, uh, that, ben that, Daniels that, as well. So. Yeah, Ben Daniels. Um, I've always got confused with Ben Daniels. I always thought he was in Game of Thrones, but he's not. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I don't know. He's one of those like classically sort of like British actors, isn't he? Like, mm. I always confused him with um, Matthew Good, the actor who portrayed Ozymandias in the Watchmen film. Man, I get between I get confused between Howie Lloyd and Matthew Good <laughs> because I swear they both yeah. look the same. Like, yeah. Um, yeah that, that, I mean, yeah, they have that sort of like very um, like aquiline sort of features, very sharp mm. sort of featured like mm. faces. But, um, yeah, uh, it's, uh, Ben Daniels is mostly unrecognizable in this series. The way yeah, like, they have yeah. the makeup, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, we can be talking about Jupiter's Legacy, uh, giving you our thoughts, our opinions on the show. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash toffee coffee cast and mine and Reese's main accounts at bottles97 and Reese B. Jones. Follow us on Facebook at toffee coffee cast. And if you want to email us, it is at thehoffycoffeecast at gmail.com. That will be all in the description. Give us both a like and a follow. We'd be much appreciated. So, yeah, talk about Jupiter's Legacy. Um, this show has had a bigger mixed response. I mean, I was really looking forward to a show because, yeah. it, like say with Vin- Invincible, it was something different to the Marvel um, you know, the brand of Marvel superior shows. Yeah. Um, it felt very much Snyderish in a way, just like, just like I don't know. I, I got had a bit of Snyder vibes from this this show, especially uh, watching the yeah. first. Um... I definitely say like the the cinematography was very, uh, it was very moody, and yeah, um, yeah. it was very well done. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not uh, knocking the cinematography. It was very well done, but um, yeah, it just seemed like it it wanted to be very very much a part of the Snyderverse. Yeah, yeah, it did. I mean. The themes it touched on are kind of themes that Snyder has yeah, focused yeah. on before, but I feel like this show has focused on a bit better hmm. um, because this is focusing on a very different, like, obviously we've seen so many superhero films and shows looking at the idea of, like, the code of conduct for superpowered beings. Yeah. But I think this show kind of focuses on a bit more. And... Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely takes the forefront. Now, with, you know, like the code being a byword throughout the whole series. The code, yeah. you know, oh, you don't believe in the code, or he broke the code. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ! Like, it, it, there should be a drinking game for every time they say code. <laughs> honest to God. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but um, I was going to say. Uh, so yeah, this is based on the comic book series Jupiter's Legacy by Mark Miller and mm. Frank. Uh, quietly, and if you know Mark Miller, he wrote uh, Civil War and All Man Logan, uh, two very great, great um, stories yeah. in the comic book universe. Uh, and this was developed by Stephen S. D. Knight. And if you obviously know know about him, he directed the Spartacus um, uh, shows. You know, Spartacus, uh, Blood and Sand, yeah. God's the Arena. Uh, uh, well, I would say he directed dams. it. He developed it. He was good. Yeah. The showrunner for it. He also uh, was the one showrunners for showrunners for the first season of Daredevil, and he directed Pacific Rim Uprising. That really mm. bad. <laughs> that <Dude>, one. <laughs> no one ever talks about or remembers. Um, yeah, but um, I think like this show. I mean, this show's not perfect. I, I wouldn't say I was yeah. gonna sh- you know, but. It felt the way I saw this show was the way I saw the first season of The Witcher. Yeah, in a way that it's telling a big story that is going definitely going to span multiple seasons, and it needed to start an off point. 
And with the Witcher, it needs to start off with like us introducing to Geralt and him meeting all these characters throughout like, you know, his travels, stuff like Yennefer, um Dandelion, but uh, um what's the guy's name? But it's not Dandelion, it's um Ah uh, yeah. I mean he is Dandelion, yeah. I, I call him like, Dandelion. They, they call him yeah. They call Jaskier? him by his, like, the Yaskier. Yeah, they call Jaskier. him by the Polish name. Yeah, yeah and obviously meeting uh, Tr- uh, Trish, Marigold, and him means, uh, and obviously showing the origin of Siri C- uh, um, C- as well. Yeah. And I think what happened with The Witcher was, it was like, it was setting off because nothing really big happened until, like, the last episode. And I think the same thing with Jupiter's Legacy has that issue. And I think that's because. The idea is this show, you could tell, it's it's called Volume One. And I mean like the idea is Netflix must have plans to produce multiple seasons of a show. Yeah. But no Netflix, they usually cancel a show after two seasons. So Um, um Yeah, and look yeah. at the reviews. I think it's quite up in the year at the moment. They might release another one. I mean, you know, they might just say, Well look, we've got one in in the uh, the wing. Let's just release it, but we're not gonna make another one. I think you know? uh, I think Netflix uh, focuses more on the ratings rather than reviews. Okay. Because I remember when um, Alter Carbon came out, and that wasn't that was quite mixed. But then they made yeah. it, obviously it was really popular um, at the time it came out, and um, and they renewed it for another sorry, uh, another show, uh, another series. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and the same thing, The Witch as well. I mean, obviously, yeah. The Witch didn't have a big critical with ratings, but the mm. audience ratings was like really good. Yeah, I, I got to say, rate- I, yeah, yeah. I think with, um, I'd say with The Witcher and in Bridget, I've never seen Bridgerton, but with The Witcher and Bridgerton in particular, there's a lot of uh, goodwill from the fans and like the viewership yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think as long as that sort of maintains steam, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of like production in the, on those uh, shows. But with Jupiter's legacy, like, I don't know, like, is there like, if, at the end of the day, right. It's just another superhero show. And it's, it's, um, I, I going in, I was like prepared to right? It's a new roster of heroes and characters. You need to like, obviously remember who's who, all of their like nicknames, all of their powers, this whole world so it's just another universe you need to dive into whereas yeah. if it was say a marvel film or a dc film you're al- you're already familiar with that sort of setup or like the references you'll get obviously if you're familiar with the world but with jupiter's legacy unless you've read the comic book series uh sorry the, the um the graphic novels you, you you go in blind and you think you know like well what what makes this special? And I think that uh, that hampered the show from the get go. Yeah. yeah, and if you compare Jupiter's Legacy, the show to Invincible, Invincible, yeah, it's a show that was very different because it was um, obviously a lot more gory, animated, and it told a story set in a world where superheroes are, are quite popular, yeah. and obviously that you know they're there's villains or, you know, they, they stop a villain one episode and the next episode is another villain and stuff like that. Um, it's quite reminiscent of like, uh, some of the old animated like Marvel shows. Um, like obviously the anime Batman show, the anime Spider-Man show, the idea of like Spider-Man will fight 
a villain in one episode and then they'll go to prison and then like a couple of episodes later that person will break out again and it's just yeah it's just that hmm. but i would say i would say that jupiter's legacy has kind of got stuff that is kind of makes it kind of unique from other superhero shows in a way and in terms of like because this feels like much watchmen and if you look at yeah, watchmen yeah. this obviously superheroes um watchmen was more like kind of vigilantes set in like the 20s and 30s and but the watchman is it's a very alternate reality in terms of superheroes uh superpower beings and vigilantes you know, the men and men and the watchmen being involved in political events and obviously yeah. changed the um yeah and the history. idea that the superman is real and yeah. he is an american you know yeah yeah and, and what impact would that have on the cold war yeah and yeah. um and the idea is like Dr. Manhattan, he basically got involved in the Vietnam War. That way the Vietnam War, the Americas won it, and Nixon was elected to um another term. Um but with this this show, superheroes are real, but it's very more grounded that there's not really an alternate timeline because the superheroes don't get involved in the political events. So the, the 20th century kind of continues as it usually would do, like in in our time. Yeah, and that that's what I don't really like, though. It's just it, in that it's so similar, you know. But yet you're forced to suspend your belief, you know, in in seeing that these heroes can exist in the same like universe as our one, our 21st century. I I, I just didn't think it worked. I I haven't read the comic book series, so I'm not sure how close the setting is to that series. But um, I don't know. I, I was just thinking like, yeah, they, they bring up like the ideas of, you know, what are the consequences of, you know, us interfering with humanity, you know, like saving people and, you know, we, we can't kill people, you know, the code and, and whatnot. But I just thought that all of the discussions, whenever it was brought up was very surface level. And it was very like, um, it was quite shallow. You know, it was it was yeah. almost like you, you you can't blame us for not bringing it uh, bringing it up because we have. But it's like yeah yeah you brought it up, but you just left it hanging. Like these discussions yeah. were never yeah truly discussed, and they were never um they were never expanded upon. Well, it was more focused really on the origins of the superheroes. Yeah, like yeah. um you know the well we're talking about the uh, the nineteen twenty nine Wall Street crash yeah. and the uh, the Dust Bowl in. Um, America 1930s um and the idea was obviously Sheldon is um basically ha- well, obviously his father killed himself and Sheldon's kind of like played with his yeah. like visions of his dead father mm. and the idea of like this island and stuff so he, this is basically his odyssey to find out yeah uh about the truth about those and then obviously they go to the islands and then they get everyone gets their superpowers and stuff um it felt very like homage to King Kong, especially when he went to the island and the ship. Yeah. Um, I got a lot when he went to like, you know, uh, what was it? Um, Kansas. I got yeah. kind of vibes for like, uh, do you know, the Carna- Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Wizard of Oz, <laughs> you know, Carnival. 
um, on HBO. Oh, I've heard of it. I think I've seen a few episodes, but that was like a few years ago. Yeah, that's that's set in like the thirties in during the Dust Bowl, mm. and it's about like good and evil. And yeah. it's all about doing this, like, carnival. Yeah, uh, like, like a circus, right? Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's it's right. quite interesting. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's why I got vibes from that. And obviously with the island, as I said, King mm. Kong, uh, yeah. you know, going to the unknown, going to the mysterious island and stuff. Um, just, there wasn't just a giant ape. It was just like, <laughs> this, you just go to Jupiter's yeah. moon. Um, yeah, well, what moon was that? Like I think Europa it was Jupiter or Io or something. Well, Jupiter's the planet was like next to it, so yeah. I'd say it's like a moon on Jupiter. Yeah, um, that's why it's called Jupiter's Legacy because the legacy yeah, it's like, is it's on the this moon. moon. Of, yeah. Um, but after I watched this show, um, I didn't binge watch. Well, I watched like two episodes like a, a day. Yeah. Um, but the, you know the episodes are quite short to be honest. Like, which I'm a bit disappointed with because I think one of my gripes is they could have done with a lot more longer episodes because Netflix ain't shy with doing like an hour and 20, 10 minutes for an episode. They've done it before in the part, you know, yeah. and I feel like that could have done better because this show, the main focus of the season was the origins or the superpowers, which I don't think worked. And it could have worked better in maybe a season, second season or third season. And the first season should have focused a lot more on the present day setting because you've got these ideas and stuff and then they kind of get, you also show this plot line and then it gets brushed aside. Um, and I feel like, but the, the problem is with the, the flashback narrative is the past um, arc is, this, you have to tell a lot of it. You can't just skip through back and forth between yeah. like, the past you can't make the past narrative very short otherwise it won't make sense but i think it should have been be- done better for like like season one should have been focused on the present that's all of it focused on present talk about uh blacks uh Bla- what's it saying black star, black star yeah talking about you know just the samson family mm-hmm. um and and all that and yeah. talk about like superheroes in like a modern day um, and then second season maybe focus a bit more on the the origins. And mm. I mean, this show, there's a lot of story you can tell in the past because I like I love the the past narrative more than the present. Yeah, and I want to see I a lot agree. more of the past narrative. And I hope in f- future seasons they delve into it because you still got the 40s, you got the 50s, yeah. and then you well, got the other. A- the betrayal of Sky Fox as well. Yeah, in, in the sixties as well, and I've seen that like uh, Sky Fox was involved in the Watts riots and stuff. So mm. it's, it's interesting seeing this historical events happen, but like with superheroes, like yeah, yeah Angle superheroes involved. Um, but I felt like yeah, second season. This is how I think of it. Imagine the Game of Thrones, okay, the first season of Game of Thrones, but instead they had the present day the present story with Ned Stark going to King's Landing and finding a conspiracy about uh, Joffrey and obviously, you know, the um, the poison of uh, John Arryn. But instead, but as well, they had flashbacks to the, the Robert's Rebellion. Mm-hmm. It would not make, it would make it quite, the present day narrative quite dim, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because it's, because obviously we want to know what happens to Robert's Rebellion, but if you have it in the first season, then it's going to be the main focus is going to be on Robert's Rebellion's that flashbacks. 
yeah. than like the the present day. I agree. I mean, like I found myself more engaged with the show whenever um whenever it did go to the flashbacks in the, the uh, yeah. 20s. Yeah. Um yeah, I I didn't really uh, like it's not that I wasn't I didn't, you know, I was disengaged with the the uh, present plot, but I just thought that like a lot of the characters were quite shallow or they weren't um expanded upon like the um the kids, so Brandon and Chloe. I didn't think that they were, yeah, they were given like their own little like conflicts in the season. So in volume one, but I just, they seemed quite shallow. Like their motivations were quite clear. Yes. You know, like Chloe is trying to find her own direction, but then Brandon was trying to live up to his father's leg. So his parents legacy. And and the issue was, Mm. there wasn't a lot of time focused on that. Yeah, exactly. It was a more time focusing on, we got to Mm. tell how, yeah. Sheldon, Walter, Grace, um, yeah. George got their powers really, yeah. which yeah. is very different, like very ajar. Because, mm. like I said, you could do that in yeah. the second season or the third season. Mm. So, and a lot of shows have done that, yeah. haven't they? You've seen shows yeah, where, like, yeah. the second and third season is flashbacks to, um, yeah, like, for example, Boardwalk Empire did that. I was going to bring up Boardwalk Empire because yeah. in the last season, we have uh, flashbacks to Nucky Thompson's like childhood. Mm. His like you know his early days in the in the political kind of world of um, Atlantic City. Yeah, um, I agree. But it's just when you see them, uh, sorry, with the Union of Justice, all of them with their powers and and uh, alive. Well, most of them, um, and then it cuts back to the uh, the past, and like they, they're going through all like these different like uh, tribulations and trials to get their powers. It's it rings quite empty to me because yeah you know that they get their powers so it's just a matter of just filling in from A to B. I didn't really think that there was any um, you know there was no um, there was no gravity to the situation. It was almost like they were just going through the movements of the plot. And if it if it was if it was his own thing, like maybe his own spin off of like you know, how they got their powers, that would be much better because it would have been in a vacuum, really. Their own little plot and their own motivations expanded yeah, even more yeah. in their own show. That would be much better. And I, at times I it's... much preferred the past narrative. And at times I felt the past narrative kind of... It did bit dragged in some ways as well. I think um, it was it was, uh, it was was subject to the present narrative. I yeah, think that was the problem. Yeah. yeah, and there were times where I was getting so sick of Sheldon being like, going crazy yeah, and seeing his yeah. father, which I find a bit confusing because what's his father, like, what's the vision of his father, basically the the the, the, the being uh, haunting him? Or is it, is, was it him being, being guilt for his father's death? Um, it's not explained, but it's not explained. I, in my opinion, I think it's a mix of both, right? I think yeah. it's the, whatever force is pushing them towards the island, it's a mixture of that but it's also in tandem with um, it's Sheldon suffering from survivor's guilt. You know how he feels that he could have saved his father, and as a result, he's been he's torturing himself. But conversely, I also think it's the the mysterious force pushing him to be more stoic and to be more resilient in his own mind, because at the end of the day, he is given the most power. Yeah. 
So I, I think this is that that's totally my little head cannon right there. But I think that that is why he is he was the one who was tortured the most. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's cruel to be kind, you know. It's the idea that you know in, in the end, like he's he's he becomes out the mo- the strongest physically and mentally. He has he has the strongest resolve because of all of his his past trauma and all of his past trouble. You know, he's the one that goes on the quest. Like, they even call him Odysseus in the show. Yeah. You know, he is the one that's on the Odyssey. Everyone else are just, like, tag-alongs. Yeah. I get why he's worthy. You know, like, he's worthy of the power, blah, blah, blah. I don't get why the rest of them are worthy. (laughs) Like, like, Sky Fox. Like, surely, like, the, the, the god or alien or whatever gives them their powers, surely they'll see that he is not a good person. (laughs) <laughs> you know like and grace i don't think she's a good person she's just a journal i don't, I don't understand who's the other guy like was it richard conrad the guy that they found doctor. like the doctor yeah yeah, so it's just like this yeah. Guy was like oh yeah come with us yeah. and guess his powers it's like what like i know it was like oh uh, yeah we'll go on our voyage anyway even though we haven't got that one yeah it, and in the way know, we're like, not oh, gonna search for him yeah and, it, and oh, uh, we found him anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then Richard's like meets Sheldon. Sheldon's like, "Oh, you were there," and he's like, "Exactly." Like, what yeah. do you mean? It's like you must come yeah. with us. Just like what? And then he comes along anyway. He goes back, you know, after his ship and his his best friend, you know, or lover or whatever it's meant to be. I think guys, lover. Yeah, I think it's 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 very uh, pointed, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But like after that, you know, the storm, the living storm, kills his his um, his lover and all of the men on his ship. He still wants to go back there. And I, was I don't getting, get it. I, don't get I was it. getting so annoying with all the bickering that was going on. Yeah, and it's that like, was annoying. Yeah. Guys, you're not kids. You're grown people. Like, exactly. Stop, I, yeah. And literally, Grace was the only one who was just like, oh, yeah, guys, stop it. Like, calm yeah. down. Um, <laughs> do you know when, like, the sun shot? So, obviously, this is spoilers. Um, yeah, well, we, yeah. When they're, they're entrapped in that, like, little thing, which I didn't... I hated that part. I really did. Um... They they all start to you know bicker and like they're about to throw punches and then like the sun or moon or whatever shines on like the the Viking horned helmets. Did you did you see the horned helmets? So yeah, of them killing each other. I was like, oh, is it going to show like some little goonies like the, the way out or something? But no, Grace is like, look, they killed each other. This is what's going to happen to us. Also, like, Vikings oh, don't God. wear horned helmets like that. Oh, I cringed when they said it's that. Like, like, look, it's a Viking horned helmet. I was like, yes. oh, God's sake. I know, I know. Maybe that's just us being a bit like history uh, purists. But I mean, uh, but, I mean there's been so bad. much Viking stuff come out recently that you could tell that yeah. like nobody wears Viking horned helmets in yeah. either Vikings or AC Valhalla yeah. or The Last Kingdom. Yeah. I like. I wish there was more like discussion on like the mysterious force pushing them. I wish there was more speculation and like yeah, or like they'd work to like there was more instances in the plot of them working together. Like um, when they're in the storm, they have to work together as a crew. You know, maybe the captain and his crew die, so they're forced to like come together and and survive. And that would have been really good to show that when when push comes to shove, they are good people and like they. They, they, you know, they're all in it for the team and not for the individual. That would have been really good. Yeah, and uh, not just oh, yeah. by the end they realize like oh, we've got to put our past behind us, guys. 
it's like, like two, it's like you two make up now. Yeah. It's like okay, and then, and then all like of a... their past traumas and pre- prejudices are gone like that, and they all get their powers. Uh, also, the last episode where they all meet up in like the bar, and it's like they're, they're, yeah. they're superheroes. I'm like, what really? I feel yeah. like one of them be like, oh, I've got superpowers. I'm gonna like cause <laughs> mass genocide or yeah. something, you know? But they're all like, oh, we got we got our superpowers. Let's go save the like. I don't know if like action comics was existing in the, um, you know the the world back then um, because the idea of I superheroes think, and stuff. I think but... they were in the late thirties. Yeah, but I remember Superman was around then. Captain America was around during the forties comics. Yeah, um, I I can't I can't put my finger on the exact date though. But like but, they got uh, yeah. superpowers and they're like, oh, what do we do? Oh, let's save people. <laughs> like, it, it yeah. feels like, oh, like, where do you go? You know, and I would thought, like, some of them being, yeah. like, tempted to use their power for their own gains. Exactly, yeah. But it doesn't. They all just kind of, like, you know, they go about and yeah. save people. And, and um, you know. this is another gripe, right? Um, as we said, like, we both think that, like, the past narrative was the strongest uh, narrative. But um, in the present, they keep on saying... Sky Fox betrayed us. George, you know, betrayed us. He broke the court. Blah blah blah. But then you see like how strong friends they are in the past, and you just think like, well, what was the catalyst that made? There must have been some, you know, like idea there before. Like obviously we show we we're shown that he's arrogant. We're shown that he's like um he's he's a spoiled brat. Like do you know like when he has all like the eggs they're cooked at different temperatures? Yeah, that was really good to show like how like pampered that he is but I, I don't see like where does like the homicidal like evil genius aspect come into it you know like is it because of his powers and it, and if that's the, the the fact then why don't we get like at the end like him as sky fox like you know they they propose the code and like he like he he assents but he's just like he, he doesn't like you know he doesn't He's not really sort of keen on doing it. Something like that that puts the the, the seeds for the, for the Sky Fox portrayal eventually, you know. But it's just ah, like so. So I know like the whole thing is about legacy and like the passing of the torch from like the old to the new heroes and all that. But what did you think of like the um, twice they do it right? Oh, you know this character is established, and then they 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 drop the bomb that oh. It's a child of like this already established character. They do it with uh, Sky Fox's son, who I I still don't know his name. Um, and, it's Hutch, uh, Hutch. Hutch, right? Him and with Raikou, who's Brainwave's daughter. Yeah. It, Both um, time it happened, I was like cringing. I didn't think it was like, "Ooh, that's cool." I thought it was, oh god. But also, if also the in the end of episode seven where they get their powers and they ascend into the sky and then this massive wave of energy like goes through like comes out of the island and and absorbs it gets absorbed into the people like on the ship yeah now does that spread across the world or is it just that those crew because then it'd be like okay all these people in the present day who've got superpowers are all descendants from these people on on the crew which just, I think yeah. it's very stupid, to be honest. Um, yeah, so are you talking about when that happened, right? And then, like, you see the captain's face, 
like all of like those like glyphs like briefly appear on his face. Did yeah, you see that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, does he get powers? Um, I don't know. And I think that's really bad in that like in the present, virtually like hundreds of people have powers. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. There, there's that stupid character. What's his name? Like Nick of Time. You can control like the flow of time on people. Like that, that's so overpowered. Like, what? Why? Why can't he like control like the world like right now? Yeah, like, they don't, no. They, he wants to join the Union of Justice. Like, they what? don't. They don't explain um, people how they get their powers and stuff. Yeah. But like, even the Invincible, they don't explain how everyone's got powers. But then it's kind of like, well, but everyone's like quite like flawed in invincible aren't they like they yeah, are like, yeah they, they can't I, control the universe you know no 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 but also people just got powers because they're probably born with it and stuff but it's that yeah. it's, it's that world where you can't accept it but this world is yeah. very different because six people suicide have powers and was it six people or five people um six yeah six but then suddenly in the present day hundreds of people thousands have got super powers it doesn't make sense exactly like yeah. Like you kind of thinking like, wait, did 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 other people go to the island or did, <laughs> no? Did, yeah, did, did like I don't know. Did it's like it's like a major tourist attraction. Are, are all these people descendants from Sheldon or something? And, <laughs> well, and he's all been around, that he's been around a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this one about your power where they can literally just like you know sleep with so many women and you know oh, and all I just that. Realized. Yeah. So, George's son, right? Like the guy with the power rod is called Hutch. Yeah. George's name is George Hatch- Hatchens. Yeah, yeah. Oh my That's god. That's a great uh, you know, name <sighs> right there. Like <laughs> that, like George George, right, was the best character in this. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he, Ama- was, Ama- he was so like he was like the comedian, you know, he was awesome. And it's like, like, it's like this horrible as well. character. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember listening to Weatherforce Radio and they had um, Matt Lanter came came oh, on. Oh nice. Yeah. And basically they said that Matt Lanter's kind of personality and character is quite similar to Anakin Skywalker in <laughs> in the Clone Wars. Like a bit <laughs> <Explain>. like <laughs> it's like a bit cocky and a bit oh, arrogant right. as well. Yeah. Like you know So it fits. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And every yeah. time Matt Lanter sp- spoke, I kept thinking of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, like see it, it, yeah. But he, he was like, you know, he obviously, he, he's such a wind-up, because he always tried to wind-up uh, Walter. Mm. And I actually like the dynamic. I know it was yeah, forced, yeah. but yeah, it was good. It's good dynamic. Yeah, but it's when the the part where Sheldon and Walter arguing and Walter's like, oh, you were like father's favourite. And it's yeah. just like, seriously, this is like teenage mm. brother talk. Yeah. Like, I don't see again. I don't see why Walter's worthy for that. Like that much power. Like he's got like, like psionic abilities and yeah, stuff. Like, he can yeah, read minds. Like I don't see how that man is worthy. Like he, he, he basically did nothing except like he was like oh hesitantly went along with like that voyage. I don't get it. Um, I think must um because obviously the main thing I think one of the main things we talk about concerning the code. Hmm. Is the idea that Walter, no Sheldon, um, is obviously utopian, and I think the idea is utopians are either this society. I don't know if they called utopian because they named after Thomas More's Utopia, which might be the island, in the way. Yeah, yeah, like people um, think that he's not a human; he's from like this utopian place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be quite cool. 
obviously Thomas More's book is about um Utopia is island where like you know everything is great there's no mm. kind of like there's no hierarchy in a way everyone's free yeah and I think he is meant to be a carbon copy really of Superman isn't he yeah yeah, yeah. and you to- and the idea was like oh freedom and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> having the power of, fr- of mm. the free will um but the idea is also like do not kill and do not govern which is kind of ideas of yeah. ut- uh, creating a utopian I power power does or utopian world you shouldn't kill people or you shouldn't yeah. control others yeah and it, no, no power by the power yeah sort of thing. and there's yeah. a lot of philosophical stuff with that you know and the show does delve into a lot of the the, the philosophy of mm. superheroes i when, thought maybe they could have done it more though they could have done it deeper with it, uh with the utopian yeah and i, I, I think it did a little bit a lot more than what Zack Snyder try to do a Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but the idea is a code, like you know, uh, Sheldon's has this code that do not kill, do not govern. In a way, I understand by do not govern because if you start governing people and becoming involved in events, then yeah. you got more power than governments, and the idea then that governments will rely on you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's quite interesting because if superpowers, well, they become like totalitarian. Yeah, they? exactly, exactly. And if you've got a super beam that's got more power than the government, that is terrifying. Mm. Like, and you know, I think that's what one of, one of the reasons why Skyfox left and turned rogue. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I think the idea of Skyfox turned against Union because he felt the ideals of his code, the ethos, were outdated. Yeah. And comparing 1929 to 30s compared to the modern day is a very different world. Oh, yeah. In terms of nothing's really black and white anymore. Everything's more grey. Um, like, yeah, it's a very different world. And you know, obviously, I don't know if you... Do you know the quote by Charles Darwin, Adapt or Die? Um Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been quoted before. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like Sheldon and the Union have got to adapt or die. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you die, obviously, but, like, disappear from, you know, fade out. Um, and, uh, it's really difficult, and I wish we saw this a lot more in the present, but what it did really well with the do not kill and the line of not killing and killing was the fight with Brainwave, and... Um, maybe this is what I liked about that fight was it was realistic because three people died, and I kind of found it very realistic because and literally it took a bunch of superheroes to defeat one big super, super villain, which in a way look it could be a bit unrealistic but more realistic because yes this is a superpower fight people are going to die, like Invincible did that in terms of you know that and the same thing with in this show, like three super, super, um, three superheroes die in this one fight, which I find more realistic rather than in Marvel, where it's like a bunch of super, superheroes fight one guy and he's defeated by five minutes later. It feels yeah. very like, I felt like here there was a lot more like, what, what do you call it? Um, uh, you know, a lot more tension in it as well. Um, there was a lot more like, you know, uh, you felt like, oh, if one, if three people could die, this could be like, you know, superheroes can die quite easily and stuff like that. But it's very realistic, um, and that's why I kind of like the way they looked at the code and be like, do not kill, 
uh, do, you know, killed, not killed. Because, uh, you know, if you're Brandon and you're like, free my friends are dead by this, by this villain, I am going to kill him. And then Sheldon's like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Because, but I can see what Sheldon means. They're kind of like, if you kill, you're not much different, you're much better than the super yeah. villains. But then, right, where's it cross the line? And I mean, that is what the definitely the biggest test, the biggest question of Batman in like, like through anything, anything of any media, but with Batman, the comics, video games, TV shows, films. And Dark Knight did it really well. Well, the you know the idea about Joker is pushing Batman to his to his limit, and in order to stop the Joker, Batman probably have to kill him. But if Batman kills the Joker, the Joker has won, yeah. and done it in the same way. He's done really well, and you know, um, oh, what's it called like Arkham, not Arkham, uh, Killing Joke does that as well perfectly because the Joker has killed quite a lot of civilians and he's killed jason todd as you know um crippled uh barbara gordon and yet like this is obviously the joke is a character where, like you can't lock him up because if you lock him up he's gonna escape and more people are gonna die so what when is the line crossed when when is the line enough where you re- where batman's like i can't if i kill these people i become a vigilante um I don't. I don't come like a. You know, I go for the line between crime fighter and vigilante. But then, if I keep, if I like keep, you know, defeating these villains and lock them up, Arkansas, they're going to escape, and more people are going to die. Mm. Whilst the easiest option is to kill these people, and yet you'll save a lot more lives in the future. Yeah, it's, it's that. It's that line, isn't it? And yeah, but it it's, it, it, it is just like the idea that. Um... If you have that much power, you know, to 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 remove evil, then why don't you do it? You know, and that that's pretty much like the, the questions that Zack Snyder wanted to do. Wasn't yeah. it? It was it's the idea that, you know, if you had that much power like with great power comes great responsibility, you know, they quoted, don't they? Like Yeah, but you know, just because we have that power doesn't mean like there's a responsibility to to overreach ourselves either. You know, there should be like res- with great uh, power, there must also be great restraint. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what he's trying to say, isn't it? It's that just because we have like this power doesn't mean we should use but it. But when is it cross when is it when is it too, when is it too much? Exactly. When the yeah. idea is and then you've got three superheroes, mm. your friends die, and then, but yeah. you can't defeat the supervillain because you've got to restrain yourself. Exactly. Like yeah. and it, as the show goes on, like, mm. I mean, a lot of other superhero characters die. And even, like, you know, Grace, Grace even questions it. Lady Liberty starts questioning it. Yeah. But Sheldon's so stuck to his ethos in a way and his code, maybe because without the code, like, that's the only thing that's keeping order. Mm. But well, then, it, you know, they say that, like, it keeps, um, it keeps free will. You know. But then the idea, but then we also get a Sheldon Ross. He's a man that kind of like it's like traditional stuff where like he doesn't have a dishwasher. He listens to class. He listens to the music from the nineteen thirties and stuff. Yeah, um, he's old fashioned, isn't he? Yeah, so I think he's very old fashioned with mm. you know, he's anachronistic. Is, yeah, this isn't this isn't the day of you know nineteen thirties where you beat up villains and you know you, sh- <laughs> yeah. you show them in prison and stuff like mm. that. 
And it's like, oh, I'll get you again next time. You know, this isn't like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's better to get a Dr. Yeah. Evil, you know. I, I, I feel uh, like they should have done that more. The idea that, like, it's it, this isn't just the, the the old black and white, you know, good and evil, like, I, yeah, I'll get you next time, Batman. You know, it, it's more, it should be about free, you know, questioning free will and absolute power and authority. It should question, you know, these heroes and villains, you know, like, are they really heroes just because they put on like a, a fancy suit? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it should question him more yeah, instead but, of just uh, being about this banal bloody family drama. And like the 1930s, I mean, who would they be fighting? Mobsters? Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe, I don't know, you know, maybe like fascism or something like that, but then they didn't, they didn't yeah. get involved in world events. So it would be, be like beating up mobsters and like throwing them in prison. And then, uh, yeah. you know, but now you're like present day, what are you dealing with? Um, okay, let's just say a couple of things. Um, uh, private military corporations, uh, corrupt big multi corporations that can hire hitmen, yeah. their own armies and stuff like that. Uh, you know, governments, you've got terrorists. Yeah. Uh, I don't really think like they established the union's relationship with the government very well either no no because they're allowed to go to that like that supermax prison which looks like a dystopian nightmare you know each time they show it like all of the guards are in like stormtrooper armor there's like this black like monolithic building that they house all of the most dangerous criminals you know like why don't they expand upon that like why don't they show like uh, like that, right? But it's not just like in the middle of like a, a little forest. It's like as big as a city. You know, like this isn't like a, a good world. Like because of the heroes, they're also super villains. Yeah. You know, it, I I really thought like they should have just gone like gone to town with like the idea that well, we need to house like these dangerous people. But like, but they're allowed to waltz in there whenever they want. You know, <laughs> or, or pay social calls to like the. The psychiatrist who turns out to be like he was um, locked away by Sheldon years ago because he was like a super ge- uh, evil genius. I was like, oh god's sake, that's so weird. But then like Black Star, the only thing keeping him in check is a little plexiglass window and like one lo- uh, one um, number pad door. Do you notice that? It's like maybe that was a budget thing. Maybe they couldn't afford like like a a, a really cool cell. But I thought, like, for someone as dangerous as him, he'd have, like, he'd be in a pit, wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd, like, uh, do you know when uh, Star Wars, The Force, Unle- the Force Unleashed 2, when Star- the-, the clone of Starkiller is kept in, like, a pit by Dark Vader? Yeah, Luna? yeah. Like that, yeah. right? That That's what it should be. Like, like a massive, like, dark pit. And he's chained all the time because he's... This is Black Star. Like, this is, like, the main antagonist of, like, the Union. Like he's he's like the Thanos of that world, right? So why why is he kept in like a little like um a twelve foot squared room? Well, you never, you never <laughs> well, I think Sky Fox is the biggest threat, but Sky Fox is. But, but he's not established as a threat, is, does he? No, they, but, they're like we, we yeah. don't know where he is. But the, the, the way we saw it was like okay, these are super, we got like Black Star, who's basically the main villain of this show. So right now, this season, yeah. uh, George is kind of like in you know, somewhere else. And then you just got like a bunch of punks with superpowers. <laughs> we basically just go around like robbing banks and or just, you know, just stealing stuff. And it's like, okay, 
that's it. That's really just all the. Yeah. There's no, there's no crazy scientists at all. Mm. Uh, okay, you know, it's a shame they didn't focus on Hutch more to establish that he is, you know, he he is a normal human that will that we know of, obviously, without powers, who's trying to make his way, you know, in a world full of superheroes, like. Yeah, well, what is the ramifications of a world full of superheroes? Like, a normal's considered subpar now, you know? Like, he they has, really, like, the, the power rod, yeah, right? They, but, like, that power, that, that, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, no, I was basically just, yeah, like, just rambling. <laughs> just oh, saying, so, like, so, you know, the, the power rod literally throws, like, such an OP weapon. Yeah. The idea is, like, oh, I can send it to yeah. anywhere I want. And I can kill someone with it. Okay, yeah. so you, you can literally go, you can literally send this to the White House. Kill the president. Kill the president, yeah. And well, Nich- he kills yeah. that mobster, doesn't he? Yeah. So they, they establish, um, I think his name was like George Melieu or something. He always plays like baddies in films. He, he played, is it George Melieu? Oh, Robert M- Melie. He's, um, he's like a big, Canadian actor. He yeah, always yeah. portrays big baddies. Big yeah, the big, the big man, right? Like they established that he is like, oh, I was, th- I was thinking maybe he's going to be like a really big bad later in the series. But then he has the, um, sorry, Hatch has the power rod and he says like, big man's heart. And when he pulls it back then, he says, home, it's covered in blood. I was like, that is such an OP weapon. Yeah. That is but then insane. the idea is like, he can just do anything he wants with it. Like Exactly. Yeah. And obviously that is the, the power bolt that Blue Bolt had, Richard Conrad yeah. had. The idea is obviously, obviously and Richard Conrad is not, doesn't, it's not around in the present. So the idea is like, Okay. Yeah, is he oh, dead then? Yeah. No, we got it wrong. We forgot to talk about the um, the flare. That was it. Fit small. But but he, he is he's there just for like plot conveniences. Yeah, 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 yeah to, that's to, it. Just... to explain like exposition and oh yeah, we need to get into Black Star's mind. Hmm. I can regenerate part of his mind so you can get in there. That's that's all he was good for this season. He was really good in the past. Like, do you know when like he helped like solve um the uh, the bilge pump that was really good because it showed yeah. his intelligence and his yeah. um, his ingenuity. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was probably the most intelligent of the team. But now like he's reduced to just like he's just a he's in the background. His daughter has taken up his mantle, and she was too. quite yeah. yeah she, she was quite she was shoved into the background as well. I thought she was she her ideal of like. She she is basically had the responsibility of taking up the mantle from her injured father, and he's retired now. But but is that it? Like, I, I it's such missed opportunities. Maybe we'll get to see that in volume two. I don't know. I think that's the thing. A lot of these characters were kind of sidelined, yeah, uh, yeah. in the present, and then they focus on some like Brandon. I, I thought he was very interesting because he's basically the the. The set, the very the, the contrast to Sheldon, the idea that Brandon wants to live up to the idea of being next utopian, but then yeah. he kind of disagrees with what his father thinks. Yeah, and then but the end of the, the season, like he chooses not to kill um, Brainiac, yeah, Blackstar. Blackstar. <laughs> Brainiac. And, uh, I keep thinking Brainiac because it's yeah. Brainwave Brainiac. Um, uh, Blackstar feels like, oh yeah, this is literally like a Comic Con version of um, Dark Side. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, um, oh, Mom, can we have uh, Dark Side? And he's like, No, we have Dark Side at home, and it's just like oh, Blackstar. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, that's awesome. <laughs> that meme, 
But yeah, at the end of it, it's like, oh, he wants, you know, he decides not to kill, um, what you call it, uh, Black Star because it's obviously he doesn't. Obviously, if he wants to become the utopian, he's got to like prove that he can restrain himself. But then that goes against the whole plot point of why the whole point of this season is the main narrative. It's got to be that the union has to adapt. But with Brandon deciding not to kill um, Blackstar, restraining himself and killing mm. to save his father, it, it literally it goes towards his father's right. But then that's just going to lead to more, you know, do you get, do you get what I mean? And then yeah. we, had, we had the reason that obviously I feel like George left because of this code. And now, you know, Walter's got this plan to to kill Sheldon and put Brandon as the head of the the Union so he can manipulate Brandon using Brandon as puppet. And it just feels like, okay, your brother is, is betrayed you. You need to change the code. You need to change it a bit. But Sheldon's yeah. like, oh, no, I don't want to. We shouldn't do that. It's just like, oh, it felt so annoying at, at times when it, when it came to that. And then it was focusing a lot on Chloe. And Chloe just is literally spoiled rich girl. Yeah, she's, like, she's so unlikable. She, yeah. She's like, oh, my father was not good to me like as a child. So now I'm a drug addict. And I'm like, yeah. are you fucking serious? She is. And she, I, I honestly don't she, like her character. I literally she's hate horrible. her character. Yeah. And she's literally, her friends are dying and stuff. And she's just like snorting coke and doing all this stuff. And then when she was OD, I was kind of like, oh, this Please die because I don't really like. <laughs> I don't like your character. Yeah, let, let's let's give her a screen time to the does, characters she, that deserve it. Literally, all she does in this, in this show, her narrative is she literally does a lot of drugs. She basically just argues with her brother and parents. Yeah, and she feels like, oh, my family don't like me, and my father, like, you yeah. know, the worst father ever. Even though there's probably people out there in the world who's got worse fathers mm. than that. Oh, yeah, know? exactly. And yeah. she's just, like, being so... Yeah. yeah. She, she reminds me like, of, of some of those, like... I didn't like, really you know, like her... Do you know, like, when she was, like, she started sleeping with Hutch? Yeah. I just thought it was so, like... It was such a, a shallow, like, story for the character. Like, yeah. she's basically sleeping with him to spite her father, knowing that Hutch is the son of Sky Fox. Yeah, and, and it looks like at the end of the season that she looks like she's going to help Hutch break George out, which I'm thinking you do know this guy is your father's enemy. It, it, it felt mm. so, but but it felt like her father was like, you know, a very not a nice father, but I don't see that. I mean, you, like, okay, maybe he's quite harsh on them because maybe he's got kind of like the old kind of ways of, of traditionalists of what father was back then. You know, mm. and the idea was like, She's doing these model shoots that don't reveal that reveal a lot, and her father's come from a time where, like you know, it was kind of women back then shouldn't be revealing that much and stuff like that. Well, it should be very fully clothed, isn't it? It's a very different time, and I mean, his father should adapt to that. But but it came to the point where, like, she acted like her father was like some sort of like you know some domestic abu- you know it's only like abused her the way she keeps. She talks about it, don't you think? Or am yeah. I being a bit too far fetched? She was she was like, "Oh, my father was like horrible to me and stuff like that." And like, I'm like, I don't see that. Or you know, I, I, it's just so annoying because like they, they try to portray Sheldon to be this horrible person, but I don't think he is. 
like at all. And she's just like, oh, I've gone to his drug craze thing because of my father. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see it. The way she act, talks about it and the way it kind of show, shows, well, the way she talks about it compared to how it's shown, it's like her father is like a monster, but like a really horrible person, but he's not, which I just don't get. And then she's like, oh, yeah, she's sleeping with George's son to despise her father. Yeah. And then she's like, doing drugs all the time and then she finds this bag of whatever some other kind of crystallized drug and then she gets like high on that and yeah, it's like I, I didn't really like any of her plot it's pretty yeah. bad yeah it's she reminds me of one of those like those those youtubers who are just like you know they, <laughs> yeah. they feel like they're i mean so privileged and the vo- yeah. world revolves around yeah. them she might be more like redeemable in the next volume. Yeah, maybe. but, but we'll, just... I mean, obviously, I've never read books, so I can't. No, the, no. The, the, the graphic novels, so I can't really say. But we had literally a whole episode, pretty much focused on her. Yeah, and I didn't really lead to anything, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I really like the production design on the show, though. I thought, I mean, yeah. as with a lot of like Netflix productions, a lot of money went towards it. You know, it's, it's very high quality stuff. I particularly liked the design of the super, superhero suits. I thought they were very cool. Like they weren't um, like a, they didn't look just like like a, a lycra sort of just like you know a a non texturized fabric. They were like they were they were coated in that sort of like the designs like embossed like that it was on the island like those like lines and like the circles and symbols and stuff all across like the body of the suit. Which I thought was really cool. Um, it was. It reminded me a lot of the Batfleck suit as well. Yeah, like the, yeah. the, the texture. Um, yeah, I particularly like. Um, obviously, you got like the Utopian suit. They, they were very striking suits. I thought they were very like iconic. Mm. Maybe, maybe not um, like the flare and the flare twos was pretty meh. Like you know, they were. It was like pastely. But yeah. I, I really like how. Like they almost like projected the uh, the wearer's personality. So you had obviously Sheldon, you know, white, you know, very like, pure, um, and then you had Brainwave, and it was darker, and obviously Skyfox then, which was almost black, you know, like literally showed Batman. Only in it, evil. It's, it's literally Batman. Yeah, when he was, I was like, oh, this like, is literally Batman. And- but what are like Skyfox's powers anyway? Uh, he, he can fly. That's it. Well, he- He's like, rich. what's his thing? He, yeah. He's a gadget. Basically, this is like a Batman which he portrays yeah. Justice League. Billionaire playboy philanthropist. Yeah. This yeah. is literally if Batman betrayed Justice League. That's really it. Like, Owlman. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, I don't like the Superman's code. I'm going to go rogue and I'm be an sure enemy of the Justice League. Yeah. There's probably a comic I'm, book for that somewhere. I'm sure, yeah, there's like some DC universe where that happens. Yeah. I did like the kind of the the set design for the union headquarters. Yeah, the the um, it felt much the Hall like, of Justice. Yeah, or Hall of Justice. Yeah, yeah, Union of Justice. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, yeah, could, that was very cool. It could be something different than Justice, because but I don't, <laughs> you know, you can't you can't use Avengers at all. Yeah, um, I mean, Guardians of the Globe is with uh, Invincible. Yeah, so you can't yeah, use that. Yeah, yeah, Defenders is still Marvel, but <laughs> yeah. maybe you can get away with using Defenders. Mm. Um, my idea is Jupiter, because wasn't it Jupiter in ancient Rome mythology is God? 
yeah, he's the king of the gods, so he is basically the same as Zeus. So the idea is like so basically those those that being basically is God given um these chosen yeah, people superpowers. Weird, I don't know. I, would... I, I, th- I think it's like 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 a uh a mind which is like you know like like it's like a hive mind or something that thinks that like it wants to help us like uplift ourselves do you know, I don't know. I, so I don't much know. better they could have done is they should have done this where maybe throughout like history there's been groups of people who go to the island and they get the superpowers oh, and yeah. then another people get chosen and stuff i would prefer that because then you can bring in so much like you know Back yeah, well, historical ex- lore yeah. to it, yeah. Well, that, that have explain to... that, like, some people how, like, they had powers throughout history. You know, yeah, you, you could go into like, oh, yeah, basically. So, yeah, the Greek gods, they were like us once, but then, like, they they went to the island or something, yeah. Or like, yeah, apparently Jesus went there, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you or know? like, yeah. you know, Cautus, like maybe like the, like uh, Xerxes or something went there, or you know, rather than yeah. have like they go to the island and all these like different civilizations, yeah, people from civilizations just kill each other. Which is kind of yeah. so stupid. It was then, bad, yeah. <laughs> but they, they they make it as if it's like, oh yeah, this is a test to make heroes. It should have been. This is a test, you know, like for you, you as a species, you can become, you know, like gods or monsters. But it's up to you, you know. It's, I did we, like the, we, the we're giving of, you the opportunity. The part was the part of stupid when the trees just grew, and yeah, then literally thought was yeah. like, oh we have to go back. And it's like literally telling you to go forward, just go forward. And they spend like five minutes arguing. It's like, just go forward. Like I would not have said they're, they're, they're worthy. Like no. they, 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 they want to retreat, you know, like they're full of fear. They're, they're not worthy. Yeah. It's, it's not, maybe it could be different if they had people from different areas of the world being yeah, chosen yeah. to come to the island. But then it's, that's like I don't know if you know. It's like uh, you know, me and the boys going going <laughs> going to the island, and then we get superpowers, isn't it? It's like oh, I've been chosen to go I to want, the island. Oh, let's take everybody. Let's yeah. take everybody with us. Like you, you know that meme of like uh, the, the Green Goblin, Rhino, Electro. Yeah, like yeah. Me, me and the boys going to the island. I want to see that, but like yeah. with all, all of the members yeah. of the the uh, the union. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and the boys are going to the islands to get some superpowers. That's awesome. Maybe this is, maybe this is, maybe this is a diversity check yeah. as well. Maybe. I mean, uh, like, but why not though? Like, surely, if like you were some like super, like this super dimensional being, like you'd want you you wouldn't just give your powers to oh yeah, let's just give it to like this one country. You wouldn't, would you? You'd give it to like all of all, like different peoples across the globe. Mm. I, I, that's what I would. I would think anyway, if I was to write it, but uh, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize, um, you know, Jane uh, Sheldon's fiance. Yeah. She's portrayed by uh, Meg Steedle. Uh, yeah. She, I recognized her. She's yeah, from, she's, she's from... Um, Nucky's mistress in season. Yeah. Three she's the, the dancer, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought I recognized her. Yeah. Um, she just I'm gets written glad. out. <laughs> She's a fiance. She just gets forgotten. Yeah, she like leaves when Sheldon decides to go to Ireland. Yeah, which basically means that like, okay, Grace is obviously going to be now the love interest of Sheldon. Um, 
Hmm. It does, it, I wish she focused a lot more on like the events, the like the the nineteen thirties more at the time. Can instead we kind of just got well, we kind of got a little bit of the Great Depression, but not a lot of it. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we had the nineteen twenty nine Wall Street crash. I, that's I, I I don't know. Maybe this is me. I, I like a lot more historical stuff. That's why when it comes to, to a telling of like the 1930s in the setting yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be like a lot more focused on like the world that is so yeah. setting yeah that's why like I, that's one of the things why i like about watchmen and minutemen and i've wished they did like a more folk did like a show about the minutemen because that'd be so interesting well we got that episode about the the hooded justice didn't yeah we? Which, yeah which was that, really cool that was yeah. awesome yeah that was really good like and i, I want to see a bit more of that to be honest but hmm. minutemen like, that'd be cool yeah, um, but yeah, I, obviously, let's say again, like the this, the flashback should have been being done in like season three or season two. Yeah, but I feel like in, when, it, when it makes season two now, it's going to be a bit, bit more flashbacks, but this time towards maybe the sixties and Sky Fox's betrayal. Um, they mentioned Sky. Obviously, I said Sky Sky Fox being involved in. The what rise and apparently he tried to kill the vice president. Now I I don't know what vice president this is going to be. This could be like you know Nixon, Johnson. <laughs> you know, it could be anybody, any vice president throughout the sixties. Um, maybe he kills Kennedy. I mean that's quite obvious. You know, it's like hmm, yeah. I mean, like whenever like they vote, they've done like like time travel stuff they've always like killed kennedy and they like yeah using, like the umbrella academy <laughs> poor kennedy I mean, like always just kill <laughs> yeah it's like you know it was like world altering event though isn't it like what would have yeah. happened if he'd like stayed alive well and, like, you, if, have you read, have you watched uh james franco in eleven twenty two sixty three? yeah i love that and he show. just shows you basically what happens if kennedy survives yeah. and literally it's just like a nuclear apocalypse in the present mm. because there he was starts a, a war with russia yeah. <laughs> there was a really good episode of red dwarf as well that did, that did that i know i know red dwarf is a comedy series but uh they did that like they um they accidentally knocked over um what's his name the, the guy that shot uh oh uh lee harvey oswald yeah yeah so they they accidentally knocked him out of a window so they killed him so, but they saved the president, and as a result, yeah, it was like nuclear war happens. <laughs> it's, it's mental. But yeah, like eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, it's, it's just it's fascinating. Do that you know um, one of Stephen King's most well researched books? You know the book actually has yeah. references to it as well. Oh, really? Because he meets in the book, he meets two of the children from the It show. Oh, no way! He, he goes with Derry. So, um, ah, right, yeah, yeah. Stephen uh, King's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, he but... always sets his books in Maine, doesn't he? That's his yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Derry Castle Rock, like the one in the mist. Um, yeah. yeah. Obviously, Jerusalem's lot as well. Oh yeah. There's a map you can like find online. I'll send you the map, but it's location or where all the beast places are, like on in Stephen King's Maine, like. Uh. Um, but uh, yeah, back to uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Um, it, yeah, it's um, what right. So the idea is, Walter betrays wants to 
basically kills Sheldon because he believes that Sheldon's kind of like, you know, stuck in the past in a way. And, he, you know, the union needs to kind of reinvent themselves and, you know, needs to survive in this modern day. So he kills his own daughter to cover his tracks so she won't spill anything. And now he's like, oh, yeah, he's evil. But I did like kind of the twist that he's the one that kind of, he's the one that created this Brainiac clone. I, I find that interesting. Uh, that was a good twist, mm, to be honest. I, I didn't really like it. I thought it wasn't like hinted enough. I don't I don't really see like the tr- the, the proper motivation for um for Walter doing it really. I know like they say like oh you know he he has different like opinions than Sheldon's, but you know, and he wants to like influence the union, but I just thought I don't know, we see like this weak character in the past and I, I you almost get like it gets destroyed in uh Black Star's mind. I, I I don't see how he had like all this like this plan under control. Yeah, but it's just like yeah, like he cloned Black Star, right? So, so is that like that image of Sky Fox in his mind? Is that real? You know, like I, I don't get it. Like if it was all part of his plan, then surely that Sky Fox thing, like that that that's all like a ruse. Like it, it never happened. Unless Sky Fox was was going to use the clone but then Walter found out and then used the clone to his own use. Yeah. So that could be a, it is sometimes it shows that they they kind of don't explain well at times. Hmm. And it's yeah, it's uh, yeah, um sometimes it shows and explain well when you kind of have to like fill in the gaps in your kind of own kind of in your interpretation. Um, but, uh, yeah. all right, okay, but, 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 but uh, the end of the show, we have got um, Bla- uh, Black Star, the real Black Star, is defeated. Um, Walter now has got his plan to kill Sheldon, and Chloe still being Chloe. <laughs> no, not really any character development there at all. Um, and then, yeah, and then I think like Lady Liberty Grace is like bit maybe this idea of do not kill the code needs to change, but then Sheldon's like always oh, sticking to the code. Mm. Um, yeah, it's very just. I, 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 I think the main focus is next season is going to be on Walter's plan, and then it's going to be flashbacks to the Union in the forties, fifties, and sixties. And then yeah. kind of show why Sky Fox, Sky Fox betrayed them. Yeah. Ah, it's, uh, it's just, I don't know. Like, Oh, another thing. What did you think of the, the age in the different characters? So they aged up the, the main cast for the union for the present. But for the past storyline, did they de-age them at all? Or was um, that what? I don't know. Maybe yeah, a bit, like maybe they meant because it, you know, it felt a bit they yeah. aged a bit. She got like uh, Josh Dahama. I think he's like in his early forties. Just mm. look him up quick. Forty-eight, they are. But I mean, so I, must... I'd I'd say he's meant to be like in his early thirties mm. uh, in, in during that time. So maybe you know he's meant to be like not aged down, but like well, you know, actually, yeah, he hasn't been aged down. But then aging up, then I thought like. I thought it was it was all right, you know. 
I thought um, the the least convincing agent app was uh, was Walter. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. I did yeah. I didn't believe like the the hair and and the and the beard. I didn't I didn't think that was very good. <laughs> All right, I I didn't think it was the best though. Um, what about yeah. uh, Matt, like, what about Matt uh, George? We've only seen like his beard, haven't we? Like he had his helmet on. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think the show finalized his look yet when no. they were doing that. That's why they had his helmet on. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I to be fair, I didn't think Matt Lanter looked that bad with a, a blonde wig uh, or, or a dyed hair. You know, he had that like Timothy or two. Uh, so yeah, like Timothy or sort of like look. Yeah, like uh, Walter from no, not Walter, David from Prometheus. Yeah, he he's very much. Do we wish his character is like the Osman Dias of Jupiter's Legacy? Yeah, his. Well, I, don't, I, I mean, know, like I thought he was more the comedian. Oh, actually, that's, that's better. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's oh, sorry. Yeah, P- Peter O'Toole. You know, Peter O'Toole. Yeah, like you see, like his hair, like that sort of just like that long sort of like swept sort of look you know it's very like 20s 30s I, I did like they brought him in because it's kind of like oh he's a very good voice actor but he's also an actor as well like mm. in other stuff like um i mean I, I did like this cast i mean josh demol we know him from transformers we've seen him play a different role with a kind of maybe a better script than the Transformers ones. I mean, yeah. a lot of the, any script is probably better than the Transformers scripts, to be honest. Um, ben Daniels as well. Uh, very good actor. Leslie Bibb. I don't know. She's been a bunch of stuff. I don't, I can't remember the top of my mm. head. Oh, um, Josh DeHamel was in 11-22-63. Yeah. Yeah, he was the father who was like he was like a like a well he was a maniac. Yeah, oh, that. oh yeah, I know she. Yeah, she's so she's been in uh, Tag, the Babysitter. She was in the two Iron Man films. Uh, I think she's that journalist. But um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like quite popular in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. She's in one episode on to Oh no, she's in uh, Tadiga Nights. Um, Ballad of Ricky. Bobby. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a Will Ferrell film. Yeah, about uh, race car drivers. Yeah, really yeah. Funny. But a lot of these, uh, a lot of these are actors. Like I've I've seen them in this in a few stuff. But I can't remember the top of my head. Yeah, you have um, Barnabas Wolf, that like Sherlock Holmes character. Oh, that, um, he was funny. He was yeah. funny. Like he's portrayed by Paul Amos. Yeah, he's a, he's a Welsh uh, actor. Yeah, he he was quite funny. Yeah. Um, he's uh, such a dickhead. He was born down the road from me. Really? Yeah, Pencord. That's sick. Well, That's actually, sick. no, it's in, it's in between me and you, isn't it, Pencord? Pencoid. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. say Pencord up here. Pencord. <laughs> I always said Pencoid. Mm. Um, yeah. You have uh, Robert Melier, as we said, like he's in um, Three Hundred, Sherlock Holmes, Immortals, Pacific mm. Rim. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's, he's been in. You just need a tall stuff. guy with a beard that looks yeah. good in like any film. It's like, could it, get this guy. His best role was in The Strain. Like, he portrayed like this Hungarian nobleman who had um, gigantism and he's found by the master and he, he becomes the master's host. He's a very cool. That's uh, sick. Role. Yeah. I need to watch that, The Strain. 
It's good. Um, I mean, the first couple of seasons are quite good, but then it, so I mean, as with anything, like it runs out of ideas and mm. out of steam. <laughs> uh, Very, it just goes off the rails. Greg Lowe. I, I recognize his name. He portrayed think, Flaming Fist. Hmm. I think Ian Quaylen. Uh, Quaylen. Oh, uh, Quaylan. Quinlan, that's it. Yeah. Quaylan. Quinlan. <laughs> I think he's been in other stuff as well, I've seen. Yeah, so he, um, he portrays Hatch, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, anything else you want to say before... Actually, we, we'll give our scores and then... Yeah. yeah anything else you want to say before we give our final ratings? Um, i got to say, um, when, when I played the game called The Order 1886, I thought it was a very pretty-looking game, but it lacked substance. And I think it's exactly the same with this show. I think it's very cool to look at. Cinematography is awesome. Uh, produ- production is very good. But I think the the plot, like it, it doesn't, it straggles. Sorry, it straddles between the past and present, and, and it it, it uh, it's, it's bad as a result. So yeah, I'll give it uh, a six out of ten. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> my for me. I did like the cinematography and the set mm. design and the costume design. I did like the kind of, you know, the the concept of it. But what it's, and obviously, like, some of the story a bit, like, I mean, the past, present story is the main focus, in our opinion. That's what I like. But this show should have focused on the present story of the first season, introduced us to the characters and stuff, lay out the idea of the code and the philosophical and more issues with the code. And then second season should have been focusing on the flashbacks and the island and, you know, Sheldon's odyssey and everyone getting their powers. Um, They should have done that. But but also, but if they went through this route, um, if they went through this route and just had, you know, the, the origin story, the past narrative with the present. They should have done like one episode should have been on the past, then one episode should have been on the present. And just make the episodes longer or have a few more episodes. This could have been, if you had 10 episodes this season, you could have done a little bit, a lot more with two yeah. more extra episodes. And, but, and also the episode is quite short. Like, was it two episodes are like 35 minutes long? That's like, you know, that's, you know, that's like a, hmm. that's not long. That's like a, you know, a sitcom length episode. They should have done like maybe an hour and 10 minutes for one episode or maybe an hour and six minutes for like another episode. I keep thinking of, of uh, Ozark. Ozark has some like episodes that go over an hour. Yeah. But, you know, they should have done that. If you want to. But they, to... But they have a story to tell though, don't they? And, they? and they know how to tell it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this, this should have been, if you want to tell the story, you should have. Um, you should have had longer episodes or just a bit, yeah. more, a bit more episodes and then maybe change it. Maybe they should look at this and be like, okay, right, this, at the end of the day, this needs to, yeah, we need to focus more on the present and then focus on the past. That's like the secondary thing. But at the end of the day, it became like the complete opposite. But this is the idea of this. This is volume one. So the idea of this is going to be a multi-season show. And maybe they kind of hinted Maybe they kind of focus a bit more on maybe multi-season, but they didn't really focus on the first season. And the first season felt like a pilot season. And pilot seasons are usually like, if they 
you have a sink or swim. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this show could, if if the ratings are good, then they could make a second season and then it's better. We've had shows in the past which have been, first seasons have been pretty bad, but second season, the first seasons have been really good. Um, yeah. I can't, what, what there's some of them. I mean, The Expanse wasn't, the first season didn't get good ratings by critics. And then the second season got better views and it's been on like on hundred percent on Rotten Tomorrow for the past four seasons. Like, you mm. know, there's been other shows that have had, you know, poor kind of like, you know, 70% Rotten Tomatoes, maybe 60% Rotten Tomatoes. But then the second seasons have really good reviews. Um, I think the only difference is the only complete opposite of that has been the American Gods, where scenes begin worse as each season goes. Yeah, because they cancel that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I hope I I wouldn't say like obviously I I do like his concept. This isn't a really bad Netflix show. We've had I there, there have some really been some pretty bad Netflix original shows have come out mm. and. I'm glad they're being cancelled and stuff because Netflix has kind of got this kind of thing now where they're just shoving everything out and some of it can hit and some of it yeah. can miss. Um, I find that they, they go in by the mantra of if you fling enough shit at the wall, something will stick. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's very much like they try... It, it's not that they haven't any quality control. It's, it's quite the opposite. It's that... Mm. Um, yeah, like they 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 experimenting with different you know settings and different types of work, and they just seeing you know what sort of works in a way. Like mm. I like I I honestly right don't think they had much um, belief that The Witcher would work, and that's why like there was there was a lot of issues in season one because they there wasn't enough money to do it. But seen as you know there was so much goodwill behind like the. Uh, the first season and, and the reception from the fans was very good. You know, they've put a lot of like money behind it now. Yeah. They, they do not know what people want. You know, they're doing, they, they've thrown a lot of money, I think at um, Jupiter's legacy. And I, it's just, they, they've put the money like where they, they should, they should have been a tighter script. And the, I feel, although, although I prefer the, the narrative in the 30s i feel it should have been shorter and tighter and it should have been more relevant to the story in the present you know it, yeah, and, and yeah, like the jumps yeah. between them should have been more you know because something would happen in the present and then it would jump to the 30s and it would be or it's so jarring because it would have nothing to do with the story that was just being told I mean, the aspect ratio changed yeah. when it came to the past, so you kind of... I, 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 I didn't really read that. I thought that was quite uh, stupid. Yeah. I, did, I don't know why they did that. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, agree with, I agree with you on that. But uh, what I was going to say, uh, yeah, okay. I will hope this does well and they make a second season and yeah, then hopefully yeah. they see the flaws in season one and they see that okay this is what we need to change this is what we need to get rid of this is what we need to focus on more um and hopefully it'd be good because this could be a really good superhero series given the time and effort and they put into into like you know 
into his show and the law and stuff like that. So uh, I don't think this is a really bad show. So I'm going to give this a 6.5. Um, I don't, yeah, 6.5. I'm going to be generous, 6.5. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with the, the, the solid six. That's cool. That's uh, cool. And I think it's purely the the aesthetic that's holding it together for me. But I, I, I liked watching it, even though I wasn't engaged through a lot of it. A lot of time I don't watch shows because of critical reviews. I see it, yeah. I see it for myself. I find a lot right now, critics have been wrong with stuff. Yeah. Um, there's not been a lot of shows that begin like 100% yeah. of Mark Martos and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of shows that get good critical reviews and then yeah. bad audience reviews. Oh, yeah. Or then yeah. you've got the opposite, where it's bad critical reviews and good audience reviews. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, um, I mean, I mean obviously, sorry, there's, there's been another show called The Nevers that's come out on HBO. Oh, yeah. But I'm very... Yeah. I I wouldn't say the show's great, but I think a lot of that's because Josh Whedon. I don't really want to praise Josh Whedon because <laughs> he's yeah. not a nice guy at all. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's quite hard to be like, this show's interesting, but I don't like the showrunner or the creator. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I don't think he'd be involved in it like more now with, he, with everything that's come out. So No, but he's, he's, a, he's a creator of the show, so maybe they'll cancel it or something. He probably yeah. won't give it to someone else. Um, but yeah, um, Drupal's Legacy, I think give it a watch and... See for yourself. Give your own opinion. Don't kind of focus more on what the uh, opinions of other people are like, because obviously your yeah. opinion is your opinion. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, you might you might really love it. You might like, yeah. like what he was he was going yeah. for. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So thank everyone for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed listening to us uh, on Hoffy Coffee Cast. Follow us on Instagram pages, on our Instagram pages, and on our Facebook page and on our email at hoffycoffeecast at gmail.com. Uh, plus, follow us on the numerous platforms we're on, including Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, Overcast, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts, and iHeartRadio as well. That's the latest one we're on. Yay! Um, the next, next week, I've Keith said he's interested in coming on. Um, obviously, he's a bit... He's Have we told anyone on. what we're going to do here? Mate, it's it, mate. It's always been on posts on Instagram, like, <laughs> like Big Square. We're doing Shrek because Shrek 20th anniversary. Yay, Shrek! I want to talk about ogres and swamps, and uh, you know, get out of my swamp. <laughs> even, though, even, though she, even, though, even though she lived with seven other men, she ain't easy. God's sake! Oh my god! I mean, it's unbelievable that I watched that as a kid, and those jokes just went right over my head. Oh, the part was like, "Wow, has what a cool!" Yeah, and you see the boat. <laughs> you see the boner actually go up. Like that makes it even god. worse. Um, I, oh, it's going to be so fun. It's so it's many so memes. Fun. And then we're finishing <laughs> off May talking about uh, the two Conjuring films. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, so yeah. Um, What's our next superhero show coming out? Oh, it's oh, Loki. 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 Is, but and is that going to be the next one that we'll review? Because when's Black Widow meant to be coming out? Oh, superhero show, you said. Yeah, yeah, um, film. Yeah, Black Loki, Widow. though. Yeah. 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 Loki. Ah. I can't Loki, wait. Loki, where you I taking read, my I read, I read something that said... Uh, 
Loki is inspired by the Teletubbies. So that's going to be quite interesting to see how they're going uh, well, to incorporate what's that uh, the Teletubbies. What is that? Where do you get Yeah, from? I know. <laughs> I got I got it from a site called NPCR Film. Do, dodgy name at dot com. <laughs> yes, it's it's legit. Believe me, huge if true. <laughs> I, I I get my sources from a site that says Big Movie News, hundred percent legit dot com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but yeah, uh, the what, are, you, are you telling me? On. Are you telling me? I found out to go on there. Uh, that apparently Obi Wan has a high ground again. New Obi Wan. Uh... Huge if true. Huge if true, yeah. This one's a bigger higher ground as well. Like, really big, big higher ground. Um... <laughs> but I mean, like, with Anakin, you just chop off his legs and then that's higher ground already, right? Yeah, good good point. It's that's over, good. Anakin. I have the high ground. I have the higher ground. Anyways, you um... underestimate my power. <laughs> All right, so hope you guys enjoyed this episode. <laughs> uh, hope you have a good uh, weekend and next week, and we'll see you on the next Hot Free Coffee Cast.